Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. friends and faithful listeners, you've tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, and I am your host, Jen, here to discuss Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45 today. We only have six verses to talk about today, so it might be a shorter episode. I don't know, though, because there's a lot of content in Mark, even with uh, these short little passages here. And uh, I really enjoy talking about the book of Mark so far. We're only in Mark chapter 1, but it's really been fun. It's been kind of a blast to talk about Mark. I'm really enjoying it. I have a funny story, actually, that kind of, it actually doesn't go together at all with this podcast episode, but it's still kind of funny and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, But it does have barely anything to do with the book of Mark. (laughs) So several years ago, my my husband and I had a fantastic opportunity to travel to Venice. And uh, we went there because my husband had a trade show in Germany that he had to go to. So we went over to Venice and it was super cool. It was super fun. So we went to the plaza, which is the main area in Venice. And uh, we went to the Basilica, which is St. Marco's Basilica. Now that is where they say that St. Mark, the same guy who wrote the book of Mark is buried and you can go in and you can look at his tomb and everything and it's it's super beautiful it's like there's gold everywhere it's just very very pretty it's a gorgeous basilica so we went in and we're looking at the tomb of Mark and everything and uh, we we see that there's candles set up as an area to worship Jesus so we try to go into that area and it was very small and it was off to the side and there was barely anyone in there there was a we were definitely the youngest people that were trying to get into that area so we go into the area and (laughs) we're we're like I, I don't know if we had sat down yet or not but we wanted to like say a prayer in that area my husband and I and this guy who is clearly a guard comes up to us and he's like you guys need to leave and we're like well why and he's like because this is an area for worship you you guys are being disruptive and we're like no you know we came in here to light a candle and say a prayer like we're trying to worship and the guy you could tell he got kind of embarrassed and he's like oh I'm sorry so he kind of leaves and my husband and I are like man we must look super disruptive But it's kind of a funny story. So uh, when I was like researching about Mark and everything at the beginning of it, I kind of remembered that story, even though it has literally nothing to do with anything. But I just thought it was funny and I decided to share it. But anyway, like I said, we're going to be discussing Mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45 today. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible. A leper came to him, begging him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you want to, you can make me clean. Being moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I want to be made clean. When he had said this, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was made clean. He strictly warned him and immediately sent him out, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anybody, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded for a testimony to them. 
But he went out and began to proclaim it much and spread about the matter so that Jesus could no more openly enter into a city, but was outside in desert places. People came to him from everywhere. So we see that Jesus was traveling all around Galilee, going into the different uh, synagogues and temples that were in the area, and he was preaching to the people and he was healing them. Now there was a leper that came to him begging him and kneeling down to him. So backstory on leprosy. Leprosy was a horrific disease that caused basically the rotting of the body from the inside out. So firstly, it would start with little red patches all over the skin, which would then turn uh, leprous. And then the bones would start to rot. Teeth would start to fall out. Eyes would even start to rot. No Pieces of your nose and face would just completely uh, rot off. It was a horrific, terrible, terrible disease that caused a lot of suffering and a lot of problems. And obviously, from this disease, you ended up dying. So once you got this disease, there was no cure for it. And leprous people did not have compassion towards them, like Jesus shows here in verse 41. Jesus shows compassion for this man, whereas other people would never feel compassionate towards a leprous person because leprosy was a horrific disease that they themselves did not want to catch because it was a contagious disease. I don't know how contagious it was. I didn't look into that. And I don't know if it was as contagious as everybody in the Old Testament uh, thought it was, but it definitely was a contagious disease and you could catch it from somebody. So people who had leprosy would go around covering themselves up if they had to go through a place and they would say, unclean, unclean. That was what they would have to cry out basically to the entire city was that they were unclean so that people could part and uh, get out of their way so that they could travel through. And as this was happening, people would throw rocks at them. People would insult them. You know, this was not a disease that brought compassion on people towards leprous people. But in fact, people hated leprous people. And that was just the custom of the day was for a leprous person, they would have to say that they were unclean. This leprous person was extremely bold. And we find out from the book of Luke that this same man was actually filled with leprosy. Mark doesn't mention that, but Luke mentions that this man was in advanced stages of leprosy. So he was probably almost unrecognizable in his face and maybe his hands, uh, maybe his fingers had already uh, deteriorated. We don't know, but this man was extremely leprous. So the fact that this man was coming into the city to talk to Jesus was huge because he would have really had to cover himself up and concealed who he was. And if Jesus it doesn't say where Jesus was right now, but if he was in a synagogue, this man was also breaking a rule because uh, the synagogues did not allow leprous people to come into them. In fact, that was in fact in the law of God that a leprous or just generally unclean person, not necessarily leprosy was not allowed to enter into the synagogue because there was many layers to that, actually, but the synagogue was meant for a place for people to become clean of their sins. So this was um, a custom that God had put into place, actually. So this man was breaking that rule. But Jesus looks at this man with compassion, even though this man was very likely possibly 
breaking a rule if, in fact, Jesus was in that synagogue preaching. So this man was probably covered from head to toe in clothing, and he comes up to Jesus and he kneels before him, begging him. And he says, if you want to, you can make me clean. So, I mean, there's so many layers just to what this man says as well, because like I said, the, the leprosy thing was also a symbolism of sin. So this man coming and begging Jesus to make him clean. It, it's just a really interesting statement because that was Jesus's purpose from the beginning was to come to earth to make all of us clean. So yes, of course, Jesus can make this leprous man clean, both from his sins and from his disease. So Jesus looks down at this man and says that he was moved with compassion. And another funny story, I have a little dog and he is just so funny when he does something wrong. For example, sometimes he gets into my trash can and he'll pull out different pieces of trash and throw them all over the ground. So when he does that (laughs) and I see it, I say, what did you do? And the dog my little dog, he will just crouch right down and he just like inches away very slowly and he looks so pitiful and so cute that I can't even yell at him. (laughs) And it's so funny. So, and I'm not trying to equate myself with Jesus anyway, but I, I feel that compassion for my little dog when he's in trouble and when he does something wrong. It's kind of... I can kind of um, recognize that feeling of being moved with compassion when I see my dog like that. But Jesus was moved with compassion over this man, over this man who was just covered in this horrific disease. So it says that Jesus touched him and immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was made clean. Now, another thing that was part of God's law that a lot of people like to say that this is a contradiction to is that people were not actually supposed to touch leprous people because it was, in fact, a contagious disease. And God put that law in place so that, firstly, people do not uh, get leprosy themselves, but also because it was an analogy of sin once again. So Jesus reached out his hand and touched this man. But here's the thing. The second that he reached out and touched this man, this man was no longer leprous. It was instantaneous that this man went from full-on leprosy to complete healing when he felt Jesus's touch. So Jesus was not breaking any laws by touching this man because the second Jesus's hand went on him, that man was not leprous anymore. So Jesus did not break any laws at any point in time. Actually, if you look all throughout... um, Jesus's time, he was very, very consistent with God's laws. And many people like to think that Jesus was like this crazy hippie that went around breaking laws and, uh, you know, doing away with that kind of stuff. And, you know, people like to think of Jesus as this hippie, but in actuality, he really wasn't. He was very, very consistent with God's laws because here's what he says right after this. He says right after this, see that you say nothing to anybody, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing the things that Moses commanded you to for a testimony to them. So Jesus is telling this man, go follow God's law, show yourself to the priest. So that was something that was supposed to happen if a man was healed from leprosy. 
the leprous man who was once leprous or woman was supposed to go to the priest and tell the priest, look, I've been healed from leprosy. Then the priest was supposed to examine them, look them over and then perform a ritual. Now, I can almost 100% guarantee that none of the priests of Jesus's time had ever performed that ceremony because leprosy did not have a cure. So probably, I mean, I'm just going to say that nobody at Jesus's time period ever performed the ceremony. So they would have had to look this ceremony up in God's laws and figure out how to perform it because they never had to perform that before. So as this leprous man is coming to the priests to tell them who he was and how he was cleared of leprosy, this would have been a testimony to these Pharisees, these scribes, and these chief priests. And that's what Jesus even says here in verse 44. He says, this will be a testimony to them. Jesus was thinking of those Pharisees. Just as God in the Old Testament, we just discussed Exodus, where God was bringing the people out of Egypt, but he was also thinking of the Egyptians and his testimony to the Egyptians. Jesus here was thinking of the Pharisees and his testimony to the Pharisees. So Jesus was thinking about the Pharisees during all of this and wanting them to come to him as people who needed cleansing from their sins. This was, there's so many layers to this when you peel it back and think about it. You know, Jesus is clearing this man of leprosy, cleansing him from uh, leprosy, which was a analogy of sin. And he wants the Pharisees to see that Jesus is able to cleanse this man and that they should also be cleansed of their sins. There's, There's just so many layers when you think about it. And that's what I think is so fascinating about the Bible. You could really just look at one verse and uh, (laughs) here and there and, and really dig into it. Just one simple verse. Now, one last thing Jesus mentions here is that the leprous man who is no longer leprous is not supposed to tell anybody else about this except the priest. He says to the leprous man or the man that's cleared of leprosy, see that you say nothing to anybody, only the priests, basically. So, of course, this man does not listen to Jesus. He completely disobeys. I don't even know if he goes to the priest or not. It says that he went out and proclaimed it to everyone (laughs) and spread the matter everywhere is what it says. And this hindered Jesus's ministry because he was no longer able to go into the cities because of everything that this man had said. So this man completely disobeys Jesus and goes around spreading everything to the people. And uh, Jesus was unable to go into cities anymore at that point. And now the people had to go to him. The people had to come to Jesus if they wanted to see him. So friends and faithful listeners, this was the end of Mark chapter one. So join me on Tuesday of next week and we will be discussing Mark chapter two. And I will have some awesome guests on the podcast in the next coming weeks. And I'm very excited to have them on the podcast. So definitely tune in and stay updated with everything that P40 Ministries is doing. You can also go to www.p40ministries.com and subscribe to the blog and listen to every single episode on p40ministries.com. I have them all on there for your convenience. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.